Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You're listening to the Circe Podcast Network. I'm Joshua Gibbs, and this is Proverbial, the podcast where we explore the wisdom of the ages as it comes to us in Proverbs, by which I mean wise sayings a man may live by if he's not so arrogant as to think himself special. Episode 124, Not My First Rodeo. Today's proverb is unattributed. I'll read it twice. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Once more. There's more than one way to skin a cat. This episode of the show came together a bit differently than nearly every episode I've recorded before. My standard operating procedure when I'm putting a show together is to begin with a book of Proverbs and to read a book of Proverbs, sometimes topically, sometimes randomly, and to read and keep reading until I find a proverb that sticks, until I find a proverb that resonates with something that I've been going through or thinking about or reading about. And to hang out on that proverb and to think through it in the light of my experience. And for this reason, a lot of episodes of Proverbial involve little stories. And the stories that convinced me that that proverb had something to offer me that week. But this show came together differently. And it came together differently because I was intrigued by this proverb because I knew nothing of what it meant. I didn't know what it meant. It didn't remind me of anything. I had heard people say this more often than not as a joke. 
And the fact that the proverb is often treated as a joke reminds me of one of my other favorite proverbs, speak of the devil and he doth appear, which is a proverb almost no one understands. And it's more of a punchline than it is treated as a genuine piece of wisdom. And so I thought maybe there's more than one way to skin a cat is the same way. Maybe there's something profound behind it, even though it's treated more as a, just a comic thing to say. If you consider for a moment, like think for a moment about the times that someone says, speak of the devil and he doth appear. It's normally when you're telling a story about Kevin and he's not there and Kevin walks up in the middle of a story about him and someone says, speak of the devil and he doth appear. And there's some little chuckle that this gets. If you were to try to treat the proverb seriously or to take it seriously, speak of the devil and he doth appear. It sounds like superstition. It sounds like some weird Salem witch trials kind of thing uh, that, that spooked out little children. Don't talk about the devil or he'll show up, which is not what that proverb's about at all. So too, there's more than one way to skin a cat is a thing that people say when all they really mean is there's more than one way to do a thing. And that's not a proverb. That's not a piece of wisdom. So, for example, you're driving to your friend's house, you're taking your normal route, a road is closed for construction, and you say, well, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And so you drive up two blocks and go around and come, back, come up the other way. And that's often the kind of context in which someone says there's more than one way to skin a cat, or you're going to make yourself a fried egg, you break the yolk. And so you scribble a fork in it, scramble it, and you say, well, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Even though you don't really know what you're saying, it's just a kind of punchline. We often don't take this seriously. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Now, like so many proverbs that are about animals, I think that this proverb probably hails from somewhere around five or six hundred years ago, I'm willing to bet that it's English, that it's very late medieval, super early modern, and then it comes from a sort of agrarian society. So many proverbs, so many proverbs that are English in origin are things that farmers say, especially ones that have to do with animals. Don't switch horses midstream. Or don't count your chickens before they're hatched. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Every dog has his day. A bird in the hands where two in the bush. I think that I would be willing to bet that most of these are agrarian, by which I mean farmers observe the way that the world works, and they come up with these little sayings that reflect how things go, how things work. Now, I think... In mulling over, there's more than one way to skin a cat. I think that my first breakthrough in figuring this out, and I did choose this proverb, and I spent like three weeks thinking it over. It took a long time. I asked people about it, talked with my wife, talked with some friends. What does this mean? And they all agree that it seems to, on the surface, be used as just a, another way of saying... 
You can do something in different ways. But if you take this to be like a medieval saying, if you take this to be an agrarian saying, I think you have to ask why someone would skin a cat. Under what circumstances is a farmer in the year 1400 going to skin a cat? I think the reason why a farmer is skinning a cat in the year 1400 or 1500 or 1600 or 1700, I think the reason why a farmer is skinning a cat is to eat it. Why is a farmer going to eat a cat? Because he's desperate. You eat a cat before you starve to death. A, a reasonable person would rather eat a cat, even their own cat, even their pet cat, rather than starve to death or watch your kids starve to death. So this is a proverb about desperation. There's more than one way to skin a cat. It's about desperation. It's a perspective on desperation that's being shared between very two specific parties. And if you've listened to the show for a long time, you know that there's a handful of proverbs where I'm absolutely insistent that the proverb assumes a highly particular speaker and a highly particular recipient. And generally speaking, proverbs are said by older people to younger people. But there's a handful of proverbs that imply not just a particular situation, but like almost this, there are these little dramas. There's like these one-act dramas that occur with multiple characters in a single proverb with like seven or eight words in it. And you, you have to assume an awful lot in order to tease out what the meaning of the proverb is. Well, who would say this? Who would they say it to? Under what circumstances would they say it? And sometimes your mind's got to work all the way that far into the hypothetical realm before the proverb really makes sense. There's more than one way to skin a cat is like that. There's more than one way to skin a cat is something that is said by someone who has been in desperate straits many times and is giving exhortation to someone who has found himself in desperate straits for maybe just the first time. This is, there's more than one way to skin a cat, is a grizzled old pro kind of thing to say. The sort of person that says there's more than one way to skin a cat, I think this is like, this is something you say when you're 60 and you've seen a lot. You've been in desperate situations many times. You've been in many different kinds of desperate situations. You've been on the cusp of going to jail. You have nearly starved to death. You have nearly been beaten up by a gang in a bar. You have had to fight for your life on some occasion. There's more than one way to skin a cat is the sort of thing that you only really get to say when you're experienced, when you've got so much experience that it's hard for sentimentalists to distinguish your experience from cynicism. I do think that a cynical age often interprets 
experience as cynicism. Because people with experience are not nearly as optimistic as people with no experience. So a sentimental age doesn't trust the guy who knows how to skin a cat a couple different ways. A sentimental age wants to believe that we might never have to skin a cat again. So what do we need the guy around for who's an expert at it? Now, when I, I say that there's a guy out there that knows how many ways there are to skin a cat, I mean, one of my favorite words, kind of a trendy word over the last few years, that there's a guy out there who's good at brinkmanship. Maybe you've heard this term. Someone who's good at tottering between the edge and the abyss and making progress. Someone who is not psyched out by a huge threat opening up beneath him. There's more than one way to skin a cat. Now you start thinking this through, more than one way to skin a cat. The only reason why you'd know that there was more than one way to skin a cat is if you'd done it a lot. It's hard to do a good job, I'm sure. I've never skinned a cat, so to speak. I'm sure it's hard to get a lot out of a cat the first time you skin a cat. I'm sure it takes seven or eight cats to get good at it. And that the first time you do it, you're not getting a high return on your efforts. If you're desperate, if you're desperate and you're sitting down to skin a cat, you're probably not gonna do a good job. You're desperate for a meal, any meal which means you're gonna be hasty and you're gonna waste a lot. You're gonna to try to get the skinning over with as quickly as possible. You're gonna make a mess. When it's all said and done and you've divided the fur and the bones from the tasty cat meat, you're not gonna have a lot to eat. It's gonna be a lot of waste. Now, I bet when you're in desperate enough straits to skin a cat, you're hoping and thinking, I'm never going to have to do this again. I don't want to have to do this again. And there's a lot of things out there where you don't try hard and you don't work smart if you don't think you're ever going to have to do it again. You just want to get this over with. And there's a lot of people who, when they get in trouble, just want to get it over with. They want to do whatever it takes, say whatever it takes to make the trouble go away as quickly as possible. And as such, they admit way too much. They waste too much time. They waste too much money. They waste too much, uh, too much effort. And they don't get a high return out of whatever sort of losses they have to take in order to get out of that desperate situation. Like, remember back to the first time that you got pulled over by the police. Remember how nervous you were. I want this to end as quickly as possible. What do I have to say to make this all be okay as quickly as possible? The officer approaches your car. Do you know why I pulled you over? You could give him 20 legitimate reasons for pulling you over, none of which were the reasons why he pulled you over, because you're nervous and you're not thinking clearly and you're not being prudent or moderate. 
because I ran a stop sign, because my license is expired, because I've got a bottle of wine in the back seat. All of that, no. You've got a tail light out. That's the reason why, and you probably couldn't have figured that out on your own. By the fifth or sixth time you get pulled over, <laughs> the officer says, do you know why I pulled you over? You can honestly tell him, no, I don't. I don't, I'm not a mind reader. I do not know why you pulled me over. I wouldn't say I'm not a mind reader. But I, I do not know why I'm being pulled over. I have thought many times I was getting pulled over for one thing, and it was another thing. You also see this, as a teacher, you see this. Whenever kids get in trouble, kids get in trouble. Sometimes kids who don't normally get in trouble get in trouble. They respond very differently to trouble than students that have gotten in trouble many times. Students who have been in trouble many times know what a shakedown is. Students who have been in trouble many times know that teachers will often claim they are confident that a crime has been committed when they merely think one has been committed. And that they will overrepresent their own level of confidence and their own resources, their own evidence. If you've been in trouble many times, you can kind of smell when the person making an accusation against you doesn't really have as much cred as they think they do. When you get in trouble for the first time, you want it to be over with as soon as possible. Now there's many kinds of trouble you can get in, right? There's a sort of trouble you get in by breaking the rules, but that's not the only kind of trouble there is. Like if there hasn't been rain for three years and your family is starving, it's not exactly disobedience that got you into that position. Either way, whether you brought the trouble on yourself or the trouble is bad luck or the trouble is injustice, there's more than one way to skin a cat. There's more than one way to skin a cat is a thing that you remind yourself of when you're desperate and you think that there's only one way out. You kind of need, in that moment, there's more than one way to skin a cat, is just a helpful thing to remind yourself of in order to kind of remove yourself momentarily from the situation and, and gain a little self-awareness. Because a lot of people lose all sense of self-awareness whenever they get desperate. And they're not thinking about, I am a person in a story with many characters, many different competing motivations. Desperation often turns people into materialists, which means that they're not thinking. They're not thinking clearly. By the time you've skinned seven or eight cats, you know the best way to do it. And you have enough self-awareness to not tear into your project and to be wasteful. You don't give too much away. You don't admit too much. You slow down. There's more than one way to skin a cat is a great thing to tell yourself when you are beset by any kind of significant trouble. Lest you think that you are out of options. There's more than one way to skin a cat means you've always got more options than you think. There's more than one way to skin a cat is also a reminder to get the help of experienced 
people, when you are in a desperate situation, whatever kind of trouble you're going through for the first time, there's someone out there who's been through it nine times. And their perspective on your situation is probably far more dispassionate, far more cool, that person can see several steps ahead. They can tell you what happens if you go with the easiest, make it go away quick kind of solution. And just tear into the cat skinning with no real thought about what you're doing. There's more than one way to skin a cat is also this fascinating reminder that there are Perhaps it sounds like an incredibly obvious thing to say, but I think that this is easy to forget. There's more than one way to skin a cat is a reminder that there are grizzled, wise, old people out there who can handle trouble and don't regard trouble and interpret trouble and tremble at trouble the way that inexperienced people do. And sometimes when you're in desperate straits, it's enough just to know and to reflect on all the people out there who have been through what you've been through. Many of whom might be in your life. You might know them from church. You might know them from school. You might be your neighbors. That there are people out there who have survived what you're going through. And they haven't just survived it once. They've been through it over and over and over again. You can become an expert at being desperate. There are people out there who don't have huge reserves of money, huge reserves of time, friendships to appeal to in a moment of, in a moment of terror. And sometimes just the thought and the memory of these people is sufficient enough to clear the acrid smoke out of your mind and give you a little bit of the perspective that's necessary in order to not rush through whatever painful thing lies ahead of you. Sometimes the best way through pain is slow. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.